welcome to I Scream, the podcast. I am your host, Kara Hamilton. Today marks the 18th episode, or the 22nd episode, including the single scoops of this true crime podcast. I had originally planned to do this episode on Saturday, like usual. However, the whole weekend we were out shopping, which was a lot of fun, but it did cause us to get home pretty late, like at 8 sometimes, and 7 I think was the earliest we got home. But that is usually the time that I'm taking a shower and getting ready for bed, so that made it pretty hard for me to film an episode then, so I am giving it to you on Monday, and this is still going to be that full-length episode that I promised you, and still the same one that I planned to have on Saturday. So the case that I have for you today was one that was pretty popular. I think maybe it's still pretty popular, like it's very well known. So this is the case of Alyssa Lamb, It's the mysterious death of Alyssa Lamb. And if you don't know about this, I highly recommend looking it up because it's very interesting and very creepy. And I'm surprised I did not know about this sooner. I came across it on a little fun video where a couple of my favorite YouTubers were just talking about some conspiracy theories and things like that. And this case was on there. And I was like, wow, how did I never hear about that? I am a true crime junkie and somehow I didn't know about this. But... I'm sure you probably do, but if you don't, please look it up because there is a very vital video in this whole thing that sort of makes this story so creepy and so eerie. I am going to describe the video when we get to that part in the case, but I recommend you watch it for yourself because my descriptions only go so far. And I also recommend you don't watch it if you get easily anxious because it definitely made me a little bit anxious and it like gave me chills and... You'll hear my explanation for why a little bit later on, but all I'm saying is that this case is extremely weird, and it may or may not be a murder. There are lots of theories about this case, as you probably could have guessed when I said that I came across it in a conspiracy theory video, but this death is super mysterious, and I do have my own personal opinions on a couple of things that it could be, because I feel like some people saying it was an accident is pretty far-fetched, and you'll see why. So before I get too rambly, let's go ahead and get on into the case of the mysterious death of Alyssa Lamb. On January 26, 2013, Alyssa Lamb arrived in L.A. She had just come by Amtrak train from San Diego and was headed to Santa Cruz as part of her solo trip around the West Coast. Sorry, I can't English today. The trip was supposed to be a getaway from her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, where she is originally from. Her family had been very wary of her traveling by herself, but she was determined to go it alone, which I'm thinking just for responsibility's sake, you know, because she is in college, and it seems like this is something she wanted to or needed to do on her own, which some people have speculated that this could be something suspicious. Maybe she was meeting someone there or something like that, but I honestly don't think that because from friends, it seemed like Alyssa was a very responsible person, and I think that it just goes to show that her parents allowed her to do this. Anyways, she's determined to go alone, and as a compromise, she made sure to check in with her parents every day of the trip to let them know she was safe. This is why it struck her parents as unusual when they didn't hear from their daughter on January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out of her L.A. hotel, the Cecile, which is a pretty popular hotel in L.A., mainly for just being a big hotel and then also for the hauntings, which we'll get into later. 
But I also find this a testament to her responsibility. I personally, if I was going somewhere by myself, my parents were like, make sure you check in every day. I'm a pretty responsible person. At least I like to consider myself pretty responsible. But I definitely for, would forget one or two times, have to set an alarm or something that's like, hey, call your parents, you know. I would definitely forget. So the fact that she did keep this consistent, and I think it was almost a good thing because if she hadn't kept it consistent, maybe her parents wouldn't have known until later, and it maybe could have delayed sort of the investigation into this, which could have made the evidence for this case even more scarce, which is kind of insane because it's already pretty scarce, which is why we don't know what happened and why the death is so mysterious. After this, her parents eventually contacted the Los Angeles Police Department. The police searched the premises of the hotel but couldn't find her. Police soon realized surveillance footage taken from the cameras at the Cecile Hotel on their website. This is where things took a turn into the truly bizarre. The hotel video showed Alyssa Lamb in one of its elevators on the date of her disappearance acting rather strangely. In the pixelated footage, Lamb can be seen stepping into the elevator and pushing all the floor buttons. She steps in and out of the elevator, poking her head out sideways toward the hotel's hallways in between. She peers out of the elevator another few times before stepping out of the elevator entirely. The last minutes of the video show Lamb standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands in random gestures. Nobody else was captured in this video except Lamb. That is my brief sort of description of it, but really, if you're watching this video, it's extremely creepy. She runs in and she looks really anxious, and she's just kind of jamming all the buttons as if she's trying to get this door to close. And this door is not closing. Like, she's standing there and she's got her back to the wall that's got the buttons on it like she's hiding. And the door is not closing, which is so eerie because... Usually, you know, when you push a button on the elevator, the door closes pretty quickly unless somebody sticks their hand in it. But it's been a while and the elevator door isn't closing for some reason. So she kind of pops her head out and is like looking for somebody outside. Like we're, it, it seems like someone's chasing her. She doesn't see this person or maybe she does, but she goes back into the elevator, pushes more buttons and then puts her back to the wall again. And again, the door doesn't close. Like, And it's been a pretty substantial amount of time. I mean, obviously not minutes or anything, but long enough for this elevator door to have closed. And so she looks outside again, and again, nobody's there, and the door's still not closing. Or maybe there is somebody there. Who knows? Maybe she thinks there's somebody there and there's not. Again, who knows? But she looks out there, and I, I'm going to assume there's no one there because she actually exits the elevator and then she, as stated before, makes some sort of weird hand gestures, maybe telling someone to go away, but she looks like she's very scared and anxious. And it just sends chills down your spine because as soon as she walks out of that elevator, the doors close. And it's like, what the heck? It almost seemed like somebody was tampering with the elevator. And you could definitely tell she was nervous or scared about something because, like, the way she was just jamming all the buttons, like, and pushing, pushing every single button on that elevator. Like, she wanted it to close, and it just didn't close. And watching the video, you're like, why isn't the door closing? Why isn't the door closing? Why isn't the door closing? Because the door should be closing and some people have tried to like debunk this thing like by saying oh well she kept sticking her head out but i'm telling you and i am a very fact-based person that that door should have closed it was long enough i've rode many elevators and that door should have closed the first or second time it almost seemed like 
I mean, I personally, if it had been that long, might stick my hand out the elevator to let the elevator know somebody's walking in. Now you can shut the door or, you know, to kind of reset the timer or something. But still, it wouldn't close, not until she got out, which I think is so insane. I also um, wanted to point out that many people, like I was saying before, think that somebody might have been outside the elevator because it did seem like she was hiding from somebody. So that's not just something I'm saying. But if you watch the video, you'll feel it. It feels like she's being watched and you're not even there. It's so eerie. Anyways, let's continue. Public reactions to the inexplicable video crossed all the way to Canada and China, where her family is originally from. The four-minute video of her strange elevator episode has ama amazed tens of millions, amazed, um, amassed, I'm sorry, I told you, I can't English today, has amassed tens of millions of views, and it truly has. It's kind of like, um, I go into, I guess you could say, the scary parts of YouTube because I watch a lot of true crime stuff. Uh, it's not like the deep, dark parts of YouTube, but it's definitely like the eerier ones with the somber music and the dark lights and things and all that. And it's kind of like that part of YouTube. But so the reason it was crazy is because usually I'm like people like me, people who are kind of true crime junkies are really the only people down there, you know, but suddenly this video had sort of gotten up to a point where everybody had seen it. I mean, I hadn't seen it because I personally only like watching people like break down true crime cases because things like this, they make me uncomfortable. And I was watching it and I was uncomfortable. And I'm not going to lie. I don't know how people have been like watching it over and over again and doing like analysis on the videos, but I can't, I haven't been able to watch that video more than a couple of times without like, ugh just feeling so anxious and like so scared for her and like she's <laughs> I mean she's passed which is so terrible but like I feel you almost feel like you're there like you can feel the anxiety like you're it's like a horror movie like you're sitting there and you're like door close the door close the door close the door you obviously don't see anybody but you can feel like there's somebody out there which makes it so eerie <laughs> And probably why so many people have watched it. It's so interesting to see that it's almost like nobody's there, but it creates this horror movie atmosphere, but it's real life. Anyways, let's continue. On February 19th, two weeks after the video was published by authorities, maintenance worker Santiago Lopez found Alyssa Lamb's dead body floating in one of the hotel water tanks. Lopez made the discovery after responding to complaints from hotel patrons about low water pressure and weird taste coming from the tap water. Now, I'm going to stop again. Don't judge me, but this is disgusting. These people had basically been drinking water that's got like a dead body in it. So, this dead body is kind of like marinating in the water and like who knows maybe it's decomposed a little bit obviously they aren't giving me the gross details but the water tasted funky and they could tell that there was something wrong with the water i mean could you imagine being somebody in the hotel who like took a sip of their water and then later found out that this whole time that water tasted weird because you were drinking water that had a dead body floating in it like that is ugh, so so gross I also want to point out that these water tanks are huge. If you pull up the picture of them, they're huge. And there's no way this petite little girl is going to be lifting up that big, huge water tank. But still, the tank in which Lamb's body was found had to be drained completely and cut from the side open to remove her. And that's crazy because she's only five foot four. Like, she's small. So... 
it's not like they like lifted up the tank of this and just picked her body up out of the water tank. No, they had to drain the entire water tank. Like it was a task to just get her body out. I mean, it had to have been a task to get her in, to get herself in, or maybe somebody put her there. That's the mystery. But still, they deem the death an accidental drowning. So nobody knows how her corpse got there. Um, she was floating lifeless next to the same clothes she wore in the surveillance video and ended up in the water tank or who else, how, and people wondered like how she ended up in the water tank or who else might've been involved. Hotel staff told authorities that Lamb was always seen by herself around the hotel premises. So nobody was following her. Possibly somebody was following her. I think they honestly were a little too quick to deem this death the way they deemed it just saying because people are stalked all the time and you may see somebody around by themselves but they could be being stalked you know you never know all i'm saying is they were like oh well all these people saw her by herself that means she must have been by herself which i think is weird for a police to dismiss something like that the lapd press conference announcing the invest and the investigation into Alyssa lamb's disappearance um, was also something that made a lot of people um, wonder because they did hold an investigation because they were thinking of something, but they found her body and they were like, oh, case closed. <laughs> so there was also one person that saw um, her before her death at a nearby shop eerily named The Last Bookstore, which I think is how ironic is that. Owner Katie Orphan was among the last to see her alive. Orphan remembered the college student buying books and music for her family back in Vancouver. And this is a quote from her. It says, quote, it seemed like Lamb had plans to return home, plans to give things to her family members and reconnect with them, end quote. When the autopsy results came back for Lamb's case, it only served to ignite more questions because the toxicology report confirmed that Lamb had consumed a number of medical drugs likely to be medication for her bipolar disorder. Now let me elaborate into that. Alyssa has bipolar disorder. So this is a theory that went around for quite a while that was like, oh, well, maybe she was having a psychotic break, which caused her to have like a like a mental breakdown. And she thought she was seeing somebody which made her all paranoid in the elevator like that and then gave her the adrenaline rush to pick up the lid of this water tank and fall in. So this was a theory that went around for a while or that she was intoxicated. But the toxicology report found that it wasn't an intoxication of any sort. It was just her regular medications. So the breakdown pointed out three key observations about this um, in particular. What they found is that she took her antidepressants that day. She had taken her second antidepressant and mood stabilizer recently, but not that day specifically. And she did not take her antipsychotic. So that's why people were like, well, maybe this, but I think, I'm not a medical expert by any means, and I would have to do more research into this. But I think that those, at least the fact that she took a couple of medications would be enough to stabilize her in a sense or something like that. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm saying that people are like, she was completely off her rocker, and I just don't really think that. She did take her mood stabilizer, which definitely would have helped, and her antidepressant, which also would have helped. And I think the antipsychotic was definitely a 
could have been a big factor, but I haven't seen any sort of medical reports that were like, yeah, if she didn't take her antipsychotic, she would have lost it, you know? But they they did suggest that she maybe did not or wasn't taking her medications properly, which also could suggest that maybe the day before she didn't take it at all, which could have caused some sort of lingering effects, or maybe she just hadn't been taking her medication, and this was the first day she started taking her medication because maybe she felt something was off, and this ultimately led to her demise. But I personally don't believe this. Anyways, let's continue. It is an important finding to note, given that the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder can risk inducing manic side effects if done without caution. This has obviously launched people into believing that this could be a likely explanation to her strange behavior in the elevator. But as I said before, I don't 100% know that it would. And it's also, from my understanding, pretty rare that it causes something like that. And as I also said before, I think that she was a reasonably responsible person to at least be, when she took her medication, to be taking it properly. Anyways, let's continue. I totally rambled a lot on that part. So let's just go ahead and continue back into the script. Hotel manager Amy Price's statements in court strongly support this theory. And during Lamb's stay at the Cecile Hotel, Price said that Lamb was originally booked in the hostel, hostel-style shared room with others. However, complaints of quote-unquote odd behavior from Lamb's roommates forced Lamb to be moved to a private room by herself, which is why the people, some people in the hotel who were there also believe this theory. But even if Alyssa Lamb had been suffering from mental issues, how did she end up dead? And furthermore, how did she end up in the hotel's water tank? The autopsy did not show any foul play from the evidence that was processed, but the coroner's office noted that they were, un they were unable to do a full examination because they could not examine the blood from Lamb's decomposing body. David and Yana Lamb filed a wrongful death suit against the Cecile Hotel several months after their daughter's death was uncovered. The Lamb's attorneys stated that the hotel had a duty to, quote, expect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Alyssa and other hotel guests, end quote. The hotel fought back against the suit, filing a motion to dismiss it. The hotel's lawyer argued that the hotel had no reason to think that someone would be able to get into one of their water tanks. Based on court statements from the hotel's maintenance staff, the hotel's argument is not entirely far-fetched. Santiago Lopez, who was the first to find Lamb's body, described in detail how much effort he had to exert to find her body. Lopez said that he took the elevator to the 15th floor of the hotel before walking up the staircase to the roof. Then he had to first turn off the rooftop alarm and climb on the platform where the hotel's four water tanks were located. Finally, he had to climb another ladder to get to the top of the main tank. Only after all that did he notice something unusual. This also is something that I want to point out, that um, you had to disable an alarm to get up there. And if you have never seen an alarm, I'm sure you have, they generally require codes. It's not just a press the off button, because if it was just a press the off button, it would permit people to get in, which is why some theories have arised about maybe hotel staff getting her up there, or maybe that she uh, had asked hotel staff for the code to the water tank up there, which I think is highly plausible, because 
unless you just sat there and guessed the code and the alarm just didn't go off, I think it's pretty far-fetched that she got up there by herself. And also, like, all the ladders you had to climb. And then on top of that, the tank lid was super heavy. And this big man was having trouble with it. And she's just a petite woman, you know? I'm not saying that (laughs) women can't be strong, but she, as a woman, was petite. And, uh, you know, a larger man was having trouble getting getting up there and then the code is just insane that people could think that she was just having a psychotic break and so suddenly got superhuman strength or superhuman intellect or something like that like I don't know how that's possible but that's just my opinion this is something that Lopez said he said quote I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank so Lopez's testimony suggested that it would have been difficult for Lamb to make it to the top of the water tank on her own, at least not without anyone noticing, which also highly possible because you would have to lift the thing off the tank, which again is quite heavy. The hotel's chief engineer, Petro Tovar, also made it clear that it would be difficult for anyone to access the rooftop where the hotel water tanks were located without triggering the alarms. Only hotel employees would be able to deactivate the alarm properly. If it was triggered, the sound of the alarm would reach the front desk as well as the entire top two floors of the hotel. Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Howard Holm ruled that the death of Alyssa Lamb was quote-unquote unforeseeable because it happened in an area that guests were not allowed to access, so the lawsuit was dismissed. I personally understand that decision, considering that... Yes, you could say it was negligent of the hotel, but this was a place that had multiple alarms and it was very hard to get to. And to me, it seems as if, and I don't know why people in court didn't consider this, that maybe a hotel staff member had led her up there. Maybe she was a little deranged or like having some sort of manic episode because of not taking her medication and maybe a hotel staff member took advantage of that and dumped her in the water tank. I'm not saying that is definitely what happened, but I think it is a plausible theory. Another theory is sort of the history behind the Cecile Hotel. And so because of this history, many people have also begun to speculate. Alyssa Lamb's mysterious demise was not the first to happen at the Cecile Hotel. In fact, the building's sort Sword Past has earned it a reputation as one of the most supposedly haunted properties in Los Angeles. Since opening its doors in 1927, the Cecile Hotel has been plagued by 16 different non-natural deaths and unexplained paranormal events. The most famous death associated with the hotel, other than Lambs, was a 1947 murder of actress Little Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia. And if you are a real true crime fan, I'm sure you know about this case because it is very very talked about and debated like what actually happened and this is connected to elizabeth short because she was reportedly seen drinking at the hotel bar in the days before her grisly demise the hotel has also hosted some of the country's most notorious killers in 1985 richard ramirez also known as the night stalker lived on the top floor of the hotel during this his monsters killing spree The story goes that after a murder, Ramirez would dump his bloody clothes outside the hotel and return half-naked. Back then, the hotel was in such disarray that Ramirez's nude stunt barely raised an eyebrow. Six years later, another murderous patron moved into the hotel. Austrian serial killer Jack 
Unterweger. I'm Weger. I'm not sure how you say that. It's spelled U N T E R W E G R. I'm sure there's some fancy accent to that or something, but I'm not sure how to say it. So I'm just going to call him Jack. Jack, who earned the nickname the Vienna Strangler. With such a mock, with such a gruesome history, one would think that the Cecil Hotel would soon be condemned. But actually, the old building was recently granted landmark status by the Los Angeles City Council. The hotel was given the distinct, the distinction because of the building's opening back in the 1920s, which is considered the beginning of the lodging industry in the U.S. Meanwhile, the tragic death of Alyssa Lamb at the hotel has inspired some pop culture adaptations like Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story episode entitled The Hotel, which I have not seen, so I cannot tell you what it implies or anything like that. But if you see it, I'd be very interested to know what it's like and if how if you notice the connection or anything like that. Now, going back to the hotel's history, many people have speculated that Alyssa Lamb was killed by malicious spirits. So if you are a believer in ghosts, I have made my stance clear that I'm not sure one way or another, but I'm also not going to go playing in paranormal stuff just in the case that it may be real. Anyways, uh, people have suspected that maybe the person watching her was a spirit, which is why nobody else could see it. And it sort of um, was making her scared and anxious. And she ran up to the water tank to get away from it. And the spirit maybe opened the water tank. Or maybe she, out of sheer adrenaline, opened the top of the water tank and fell in. So that is also another theory that she had died Yes, accidentally, but because of the actions of a malicious spirit. And then also the theory that she was murdered, which I more firmly believe in just because it seems to make more sense. Because I, unless the spirit opened all the alarms, turned off all the alarms, then I think it is more plausible that a hotel staff member or somebody, a former hotel staff member maybe who knew the codes, would have led her up there or forced her up there and then pushed her into the water tank or maybe scared her so much that she tripped into the water tank, making it so that people wouldn't like find their evidence on her body or on the lid of the water tank. Or if they did find it on the lid of the water tank, they wouldn't be suspicious of it because it would be a hotel staff member. So it would be sort of maybe normal maintenance or something like that. So tell me what you think, which one of these theories you think could be correct. Do you think she had a manic episode? Do you think she was murdered by an outside person or maybe a hotel staff member? Or do you think she was led to the water tank by a malicious spirit? I find this case very interesting and I highly recommend that if you don't have anxiety that you go watch the video of Alyssa Lamb last moments in the elevator because it's definitely very eerie and it definitely sends chills down your spine and it also will help you develop your own opinions about this like whether or not she was being chased or just being paranoid you know if you can sort of tell by her body language or if you are somebody with mental health issues maybe you can say like I know what it's like to have a panic attack or have this or have that and this is not what it's like so I'm leaning more towards this which definitely use your different perspectives to your advantage to help you sort of piece together your own theories and your own ideas about this case because that's what's the most interesting about unsolved cases is that you can sort of have your own leg in the solving obviously you're not going to go to the police unless you find some hard evidence then you do you, but 
you're but it's fun in a sense to sort of help find your own opinions and how this went or what happened to this person. Again, what I personally believe is that somebody had murdered Alyssa Lamb. I just think her doing it herself seems very far-fetched to me. If you watched the American Horror Story episode, please tell me what it was like, if it was good. I'm probably not going to watch it anyways until I get a little bit older, but that's a story for another day. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and this episode. Please go check out some of my other episodes and go to my Instagram and follow me to help me English better. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Ice Cream Podcast.